total truth. No, 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 no. See the way society is built today, like a trap. It's built in a way that keeps you in the dark. Cause if your light shines through, you might figure out who and what you are. A magnificent being. Don't be scared of that. Do not be scared. That's why I'm here to help you remember the powers within. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, depending on where you're at. This beautiful planet, this amazing universe. Welcome to Brown and Spiritual AF. I'm here once again with the beautiful Isela Garcia. You know, and me, of course, guys, Mark Sanchez right here. Um, today, the topic is going to be, like, we think about these topics just on spot, right? <laughs> so today is going to be on the big F word. Ha-ha, what F word is that? Forgiveness, guys. Get your minds out the gutter. <laughs> Get your minds out the gutter, mother love of Joneses. Anyhow, so forgiveness is a really big one, right? That's one of those things that when you hear the word forgiveness, people are like, oh, I don't even know what that means right like i forgive you how many times have you say you forgive somebody and you're really like if you mother lover let me catch you in a dark alley right like i forgive you right now but i'm not letting that shit go so forgiveness what does that really mean for you missy sella you know i have gone through so many different i think experiences around the idea of forgiveness i think initially that exactly what you just described is that i think Think the initial understanding of what forgiveness is. You wronged me and I'm going to forgive you for what you did to me, right? And then as I started really delving into my spiritual awareness and recognizing, and you know, this is a part of A Course in Miracles, and it really was like forgiveness is the key. Forgiveness is the key to finding and being in truth and finding that sense of peace. But what a lot of folks get confused about, I think, is that if I forgive you, that means that I'm still allowing certain behaviors in my life. And so as I learned to forgive, and um, hopefully we're going to talk about sort of, you know, the reasons why we've had to forgive, because I think you and I both have had people and experiences and things that have happened and even forgiveness of self, that we've really had to sort of have an understanding of what it means to forgive and yet still have the boundaries that we need in order to live a peaceful experience of life. What are your thoughts, Mark? Oh man, forgiveness, right? Forgiveness is, I always thought of it as people forgiving me for some shit that I did, right? <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, I've done a lot of stuff. So I never looked at it as me forgiving others, right? Right? Because I always thought what other people did to me was probably my fault anyways, right? So forgiveness was people forgiving me for the dumb shit that I've done, right? Like um, we broke something in the house. Oh, mom, please forgive me. You know what I mean? Right. You know, um, or, you know, I didn't do my homework on time. Teacher, forgive me. You know what I mean? Which is very rare. I did my homework. My mom ruled with the iron fist. If you didn't do your homework, then you know what I mean? Then I, I'd have to ask her for forgiveness for, for me not doing my homework, right? right. Please don't whip my ass, mom, please. You know what I mean? So I really never really understood. I, I really never looked at it as forgiveness um, of others until my spiritual awareness kicked in, right? I like that, that word that you brought up. Because once um, the spiritual awareness kicked in, then I started to realize like, oh my gosh, I've held grudges. Yeah. There, there's been times where, where where people would say, sorry for doing something to me, right? And I would just be plotting in my head how to get this mother lover back. It's yeah. like, oh, you you, 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 you try to take my girl? Bro, okay, I forgive you, right? But thinking, wait till you get one. I'm going to take all of them from you, right? 
Yeah. Right. And, and, and those kind of scenarios, right. It was somebody, and sometimes you don't realize that people don't even realize that they're doing things right. And you're over here, have this thought in your head, like, Oh, they did this to me on purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. So when my spiritual awareness kicked in, I had to reverse engineer my life and really look at places that, that I had to let go of things. Right. And didn't realize forgiveness was a healing tool. Right. Right. And I think a lot of that happens um, with probably a lot of us probably have things that we have to forgive our parents for. I think that's probably one of the biggest ones. Our parents are our other family members. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, we don't realize it until once again, your spiritual awareness kicks in. So if you're listening to this right now. Right. And real, and, and you're starting to the, the, the picture is getting more clear on what forgiveness is, man. Hopefully, once again, we're going to touch on some of these topics and talk about um, what we had to forgive in our lives and how it showed up later on. Right. Because sometimes holding on to stuff. I'm pretty sure you guys all see that picture. That meme of the person holding on to the rope and it's like burning the shit out of their hands, right? And then all they had to do was let it go and then the relief comes, right? So that's what forgiveness is like um, on the on these types of um, healing terms, right? Forgiveness is actually healing. Forgiveness is not saying it was okay what that person did to you, but you're willing to let it go in order to move forward, right? It's no longer holding you over here when you're trying to go over there because it's just saying, hey... I, I, you did what you did and you were where you were at the moment. Maybe you knew, maybe you did it, but at that point, it doesn't really matter. I'm forgiving for me, not for the other person. Right. So what is something that comes to your mind when, 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 when the big F word is brought out? So many things, Mark. I, you know, I saw a meme and I don't even know if it was, it was a meme. I think it was a meme. It was many years ago that said resentment is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And that was like, I like had to read it three times. I was like, holy shit, because power came with grudges, perceived power came with grudges in my family. And my family are like experts. I mean, they're like PhD fucking dissertation worthy, doctorate worthy, holding like they hold grudges for years. (laughs) Um, My mom hasn't spoken to me in like 30 years. So when I talk about holding grudges, boy, I came from the university of grudge holding and resentment was this perception of power, right? If I hold on to that anger and what she did to me, I have to tell you that I watched this with all the members of my family and they would hold on to this bullshit. And then when someone actually said like, why aren't you guys talking to each other? Nobody knew. Nobody knew. They forgot what the hell the issue was. But there was just so much resentment where people wouldn't go to one another's houses for the holidays. They would avoid one another if there was a death, like a funeral or a wedding. And so there would be like two separate parties. I mean, it. I come from this sort of upbringing. And I have to tell you that it was a natural part of my experience of life. The idea that I could let something go and like be okay was so foreign to me. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I didn't know how to like have a conflict with somebody and actually be okay on Monday is now, you know, when I talk about it all the time, when I'm doing trainings and professional development workshops, I I talk about this idea of like, I didn't know how to have a conversation and say, hey, what happened wasn't okay with me. It was blame, blame, blame. You did this. You did that. You made me feel blah, blah, blah. So we would have at, have at it. And then on Monday, I would still hate them 
right? We would pretend that it was all well and good, but I was still holding on to that shit on Monday, Tuesday, and forever, forever long. So the idea that it was hurting me, not hurting them, because I just thought it was like power. You know, I was holding on to this resentment because somehow I was trying, I was making them feel bad, you know, because I wasn't talking to them. That revelation that it was killing me, that it was hurting me, was a huge aha moment. And I remember that so clearly. I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> God, I got this all wrong, don't I? <laughs> but changing that was hard. That um, you, you touched on something called perceived power. Right. right? It's like, yeah. I don't forgive you. It's as if like me not forgiving you is going to make you stop living the life that you want to go and live. Right. <laughs> that is like people we, we've done. We did that. Yeah. Right. It, it really is. It's like they'd be like, I don't really don't care that you don't talk to me today. It probably was even better that we held a grudge because they probably like us to begin with. Right. Or people doing that. To us in other ways. I remember there's been times where people will would hold grudges against me for something that I I did accidentally or on purpose or whatever it was, right? And people like I, I would just dismiss it. At some point, I didn't even go through my day thinking about it, but to think that they were brewing that whole time. Like I had a friend. Um, we just recently um got back and started. We just started talking about things, right? We just started talking about things that really bugged her growing up. But I had no idea about it, right? One, because she never said anything. We were friends and you know what I mean? And she held on to it for just so long. And it, and it trips me out. It's like, holy smokes. It's like, you remember that one time? You remember that one time? And, and, and it really happens a lot in family because I grew up in a Hispanic family. Mother lovers hold grudges for 30 years right. on the deathbed. Like, I still don't, I still don't forgive that puta. <laughs> right like you 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 see that thing man that one time you hit me with the chunkle it was like it was an accident right and and i think about that stuff because um i think there's things that i i had to forgive in order to um be able to move forward right emotionally right and realize that emotionally i was being like under distress i didn't realize that a lot of my um, anxiety or my anxiousness or my depression was coming because I couldn't like forgive my dad for something. Right. Yep. So let's just say when I was about four years old or some shit like that, he was making eggs. Right. Now imagine he's making eggs. It's all exciting. Right. It's like, yeah, dad's making, dad's making breakfast. I'm here. I'm excited. I don't like eggs, but he's making French toast and some papas and probably chorizo. I don't even know. Right. However, just imagine being a kid, all excited that that, 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 that breakfast is coming. Right. Then he puts a plate in front of you. Right. And there's eggs on it. And you're just like, as a kid, you're just like, ew, I don't want that, right? And then you start eating everything else. But then when it comes to the eggs, like, why don't you eat that shit, right? I'm not sure what the wording was, right, or how it went, but this is just me remembering, right? Because I, I held on to this shit for a long time. Imagine being a little child, right? And he just says, like, eat that shit. And you're just like, I don't, I don't want to, right? You're a little four-year-old, right? Five, whatever the heck. I don't even remember. I always remember that this was so traumatic. That he took the eggs, right? Opened my mouth and put that shit in my mouth, right? And it was traumatic. And I remember screaming and crying. And he's he's making me feel like the bad guy, right? Because I didn't want to eat these mother these mother loving eggs, right? Like I was excited. It went from being excited to here comes breakfast to holy shit, what's happening right now? Like I just been violated by somebody that I loved, right? And to him, 
this is how I got to see it now to him. He was making breakfast and he was doing his best and he was excited to serve me some food. And I was being a little brat and say, fuck you, dad, I don't want your eggs. Right. Like basically what I kind of did by not wanting to eat them. Right. It's like I spit in his face or some shit. But but growing up, being that child. Right. For a while, I felt like I did something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I needed to be forgiven for not eating his eggs, even though they were nasty. Like as a child, I didn't like eggs. I didn't eat eggs until I got into high school. Just to put it that way, that's how traumatic this shit was. Like I didn't eat eggs at all, right? Um, but as I got older, right, as I was progressing, my spiritual awareness kicked in. I realized, wow, I, I thought I got over it, but I really didn't. Uh, I allowed him that power over me, right? That perceived power. And it was actually killing me, right? Because anytime me and my dad would have a conversation and stuff, and I would talk about like how shitty of a parent he was, it's like he would say I was doing my best that I could, and I couldn't understand it at that moment, right? But he wasn't dying inside because he fucking shoved a. He doesn't even remember that, right? Maybe he was hungover, right? Or maybe my him and mom got in a fight, and he was pissed off. He took it out on me, right? Because I was the weakest link in the house most of the time, right? Because I got bullied by my dad, right? My brother bullied me, right? And then my mom was just like, she was a bully too in her own way. So I was like, I was like a big ass target, man. I always felt like I had to be forgiven for a lot of things, right? My brother made a joke about it the other day. He's like, wow, you were really like, I go, because I was talking, we were having conversations and we were around a bunch of cousins. I was like, Maddie always bullied me and I never did anything back, right? And my cousin said, (laughs) my cousin brought up, he's like, remember that one time you got him, you, you got finally snapped and you were, you were ready to kill him, Right. And I, and I can remember that, right? But my brother said, wow, you were like the weakest link in the house. And so everybody just picked on you, right? And my brother was like, I don't know why I did the things that I did. But I held on to that for so long, right? And these people forgot that it ever happened. It just relived in my mind, right? So that was like me drinking the poison and hoping my fucking dad died, right? Not literally, but that's basically what I was doing, yep. right? I, was, I would bring that shit up every single time to try to make him feel bad for what he did to me. Not realizing, right? This is that spiritual awareness come back in, right? This is that emotional maturity comes in and says, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's take a step back. Let's assess the, let's assess what had really happened and where he was at that moment and where I am now and let that shit go, right? Just forgive, right? Let it heal and move forward, right? And then through that, I've been able to build better relationships with my dad. So we don't have those types of conversations anymore. Yeah, do we get along all the time? No, does he annoy me a lot? Yes, I probably annoy him too because we're very similar, right? But those don't go as far over here like they used to because I had to remember, forgive it, let it go and allow him to be who he is and who he was in that moment because that's not who he is now. Right. So that was that 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 was a one way of forgiveness for me. Like, you know what I mean? This a little bit it is really cool to see the different the different aspects of how this could show up in your life. Right. Yeah, I think that um, God, there's so much there, Mark. I think about there was another meme or it was a story of some sort online about somebody who was saying, you know what? Bad shit happened to me and I'm not willing to forgive. And that's OK. And, you know, I. I'm not, one of the things I think that's really important about spiritual development is that there are many paths and there are many ways that we can approach our experience of life and there isn't one end all be all. But what I have learned, and it's exactly what you described, I come from a history of generational cycles of abuse. Nobody called it abuse because that's just what 
people did to their kids. That's just how people, you know, did all of their parenting was around fear. And I think part of the experience of understanding where they're coming from can be really hard because we hold on to the stories that we have created in our mind. I mean, you just described that, right? You held on to it for years and years and years. He maybe does, doesn't even remember that. My um, One of my biggest memories, and I have many of these memories that were traumatic, and I want to just sidestep here and just let folks who are listening know that trauma is subjective. Now, we can all agree that there are things that are traumatic, those big major experiences, but there are little things that occur in our day-to-day experiences that are traumatic based on who we are as individuals, how we receive it, how we perceive it, and our experience of it. Well, one of the things that happened, my mother and um, father were divorced when I was two years of age. And that was just a really horrible, tumultuous relationship. And they tried to get back together time and time again. And it just always ended in in horrendous tug of war, mostly my mom being the one to manipulate the, the circumstance and the situation. Well, one of the times um, she... I was being sent to Texas with my grandmother. She told me she no longer wanted me and that she was sending me to Texas. Well, I'm a little bit older. So this is back in the day when we had the telephone cord that uh, stretched across the entire house. We didn't have like cell phones and and even portable phones, um, wireless phones. There was that one phone connected to the wall. And I remember sitting in the bathroom talking to my dad, hiding in there, telling him I was six years old at the time, no, seven at the time. And I said, I don't want to go to Texas. And my mom is sending me there. Now you have to remember their relationship was tumultuous at best. I mean, it was just God awful. Every time I got home with, because I lived with my mom primarily, I would get the third degree. What did he do? Who did he go out with? What happened? And I got punished for his behaviors. And so I'm sitting in the bathroom, crouched in there, just crying, telling him, I don't want to go to Texas. And my mom was sending me to live with my grandma. Of course, he flies off the handle. He's pissed off. He talks to her. And then now she knows I have ratted her out, basically, right? Because she was hoping to slide me into the car, send me to Texas and not say anything to him. And um, so she locked me in a room for three days. And and it was a bedroom and she locked me in there and she gave me permission to leave the room. Well, food was brought to me and I had one of my, my tias, which was her youngest sister, was staying with us for a short duration of time. She's the one who let me out to like, because it wasn't even my bedroom. I didn't have toys. I didn't have anything to do. She let me out to go to the bathroom. She would let me out when my mom was at was at work. And the moment my mom would drive up, my dad was like, get back in the room, get back in the room. And so I would get back in there, shut the door. And I mean, I was in there until we left for Texas. And so it's one of those things. And I had many experiences like that, like just as traumatic. And I, that whole experience of like having... I would say empathy for my mom was really hard. It was really hard for me to come to a place of going, oh, I understand exactly where she must have been coming from. Like that was really hard for a long time. And what I came to um, in my awareness, because that was the first time she tried to give me away to my grandmother. She did it a few more times thereafter. And she didn't want me anymore. Those were her words. She didn't want me anymore. 
And so what I came to fast forward many years is that, yes, she was doing the best she knew how to do because she comes from the same sort of detached, um, detached and without anybody caring for her, loving her and taking care of her. So she couldn't give what she didn't have. So having that awareness was really important for me. It's also recognizing that, and you mentioned this, she was doing the best she knew how to do, right? But here's the big one for me, and this has been the biggest one ever. Because of these experiences, my faith was unwavering. And as a result of these abusive experiences, which is really hard for people to hear, but as a result of these abusive experiences, I really learned how to seek within and seek to God for my survival. And part of the experience of me being intuitive and being connected, um, I think in terms of being connecting with spirit, has to do with the journey from there to now. So it didn't happen to me, it happened for me. And when I was able to let go of all the shit, this perception of things happening to me and have appreciation for the things that happened and just let it, in the beginning I had to let it be and now I can actually let it go. And now I can see the role my mom played in my life and I have to tell you, I have appreciation for it because I don't think that I would be where I am now if I didn't have those experiences. Wow, that is, you know, that's it's a little emotional. It's a little tough because I'm a little. This is a little uncomfortable conversations, right? Yeah. Um, to be to be to be putting out there into the world for people to hear and listen. So if you're listening to this right now, right, just think about those times that you went through similar situations because traumatic situations. You, you're right. They're 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 different for everybody. It could be yeah. something as crazy and severe as what. Isela went through, right? Or what I went through, right? And um, pain for the actions of others is something that is still relevant to this day, right? And mostly kids took that brunt force of that, right? Mostly the kids paid for a lot of their parents' mistakes, right? Or they use them as pawns, right? Yep. If you don't do this, I'll just take the kids, right? Yeah, there's mostly women doing that against the men a lot of the times, right? And I'm not saying that's because women are just like that, but that just has been uh, a a reoccurring theme still to this day, right? And it's crazy to think like that that somebody would be taken out, like let's just say, for instance, my mom wasn't in a relationship and she was having a bad day, right? Or even if she was at work having a bad day or she, whatever it was, right? We were there to take that. It was easy to take it out on us, right? You know, because I, I think about the things that we go through and there, there are so many different, like in that, in that area of abuse, right? Traumatic experiences. Like yeah. imagine being young and being locked in a room and then somebody's bringing you food like you're a fucking prisoner, right? Well, basically you are a prisoner. We were prisoners to our parents sometimes, right? Yeah. We didn't realize it, right? Because we lived in fear, right? We lived in fear of them. My mom could just give us that look. We just knew the Right. And people are like, wow, your kids are so well behaved. No, we're fucking scared shitless. Yeah, right? exactly. my mom's crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Not that we're good. It's just we know if we act out, we're going to get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. And, 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 and we can laugh about it now. And right. And because I turned out well. Right. I was fortunate enough that 
I could have went down so many different paths, right? So many people need to say like, wow, I've had it so rough. I've had this. I've had that I was abused. You don't know what it's like. It's like mother of Jones. <laughs> Only if you knew, right? So you're going to hear something that my mom's probably like, oh my gosh, mijo, what are you going to say next? Because I'm that one. I'm, I, told, I told my family, get ready because I'm coming out and stepping into my magnificence. I'm stepping into my greatness. And that means sharing every single part of me that made me who I am today, right? So if I say something that you think makes you look bad, it's not that I'm making you look bad. I'm letting people know that that helped shape the person who I am today. Because without that person, right? Without your mom, Isela, creating you the way she created you, right? Didn't happen to me, it happened for me. Yep. That is a big one, people, to really, like, to really big one. So now, 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 now let's take it back just a, just a step, right, and talk about traumatic experiences, right? Because being locked in a room, right, being brought food, like, like a prisoner, right, like, you know what I mean? Roses in the act. Have you guys ever seen that movie? That shit was crazy, right? Um, let's, let, let's talk about this. A traumatic experience for me, right? Not, let's talk about not being wanted, right? My mom was going through something one time and she said that you're going to go live with your dad, right? She probably said something. Um, I don't know. She made me feel like I was unwanted, right? So I never wanted to go live with my dad, but I could see it in her. Something wasn't right. So I went and lived with my dad, right? And in that process of living with my dad, right, which I felt like he didn't want me there either because my dad always treated me whatever. He let me do whatever we wanted. So, but to me, it made me feel like he didn't care, but he was giving us the freedom that my mom wouldn't give us, right? So that was just his way of doing it. But I took it in the opposite. I wanted freedom, right? But I also wanted my dad to love me, but because he let me do what I wanted that my mom didn't want to let me do, I took it as a different way, right? So it's about perspective, right? So let's just say within this process, my mom has to go on an extended stay vacation for a couple of years in one of California's most lavish hotels, right? Where they brought her food every day. She had to sleep on a nice, comfortable bed. I'm being facetious, right? And she had 24-7 security, right? She was living the life, right? She left for a long period of time. Well, to me, it seemed like a long period of time, right? And to me, that was like the ultimate betrayal, right? Mm. To me, that's like, wow, how does a parent do that, right? How, what am I supposed to do now? You were my security. You were everything. Like, I didn't even want to be over here. I went over here because I wanted you to get your shit together and I could come back home to you, right? But at that point in life, like home just disappeared forever for me, right? And people would say, well, if she just left, right? It's not like she, she, she didn't leave on purpose, well, her actions made her leave on purpose. It's almost like she did it, right? But she, I, it took me a while to really look at that and say, holy smokes, I didn't realize like how much that really affected me growing up. It affected me in so many different ways because then I trusted nobody. Right. It was just me on my own, right? Like it, it was like, here we go. So it's like, okay, Mark faces the world all alone, right? And then in that moment too, I was, <laughs> I was getting in trouble. Right. I, me and my mom got in trouble at the same time. Imagine that. Right. Like, you know what I mean? She got an extended stay and I got sent to Arizona. So we both went away from our home city. Right. It was like, oh, my gosh, we're, we're in the same situation, kind of. Right. So I felt even double betrayed because my dad didn't allow me to go stay with the people that I wanted to stay. He wanted me to stay with him. But then he sent me away anyways. And I got to Arizona, which was one of the greatest decisions in his life for me. Right. I, I once again, something I had to forgive. He sent me away. How dare you? You didn't want me. But it was one of the greatest decisions that he could ever have done because I was putting the loving hands on my Tia Ezzy. Right. Well, with my mom being gone, I didn't realize how I was holding onto that grudge. And even though I love my mom, I, I, it wasn't the same after that. 
right? I could just tell. It's like I, I loved her, and there was moments where, like you know, I, I was happy to see her, but it just wasn't the same for me inside. And I didn't realize how much that was killing me, right? And it was probably hurting her too because she could sense it. She's a mother, right? She understands what's going on. She feels that shit. She's intuitive. And man, this is the same lady that would call me up and say, "Hey, Miho," right? After the fact, like this is remember I was in high school. I think I told a story where she told me, "Hey." Call me up, and then I decided not to bring drugs to school, and then I didn't get in trouble, right? But my buddies did, right? This is that, this is, you know what I mean? That lady, we had that, there was a moment in time where I wasn't like, I was pissed off at her, like really angry at her. And I didn't realize that that's, that, that's what was eating me up inside until my emotional awareness kicked in, my spiritual awareness kicked in, right? And that didn't seem very traumatic. So I mean, like she was spanking me and beating me. She did a lot of that. And you think I'd be happy that she got sent away so then I didn't get hit no more, right? Or whatever. Um, but it happened for me, right? Because in that moment, it taught me a lot. It taught me well. I got more people that love me because my aunt was willing to take me in, right? That was a plus, right? My dad realized that he wasn't able to, to, to step up to the plate the way he needed to. And my education was important for me, right? So instead of looking at it like, oh, you just abandoned me. No, he created a better opportunity for me. Right. And then my aunt took me and then I had a whole other life of family here and cousins that I got to really mesh with. I had more brothers now all of a sudden. Right. And so but in order to really understand that, my spiritual awareness had to kick in. Right. And I really had to say, hey, you know, my mom did what she did in order to provide and do whatever it was, because that's all she knew. Right. And she, she wished she could get that life back. So why am I making it worse on myself and killing myself and making her feel more shitty right i was drinking the poison right and but i was killing us probably both at the moment right because she's my mom and she feels that and she already feels bad for what she did but she was doing her best to try to survive us and then i was killing us both at the same time right so that's a, a situation where drinking the poison can really kill both the people yeah right and so that was something i really had to forgive and and um let go and realize wait a minute that happened for me right my dad the things that he did he happened for me, right? For whatever twisted, crazy reason this universe or God has planned for us, it's meant to make us stronger. So then when we're sitting here telling these stories, people, you listening, right? Because I'm sure you went through similar things, right? Depending on where you're at in the world, right? Maybe the wording's different, right? But there, somebody went through something similar to this. And so that is another, I think that was a really big one that really lifted like a lot off my shoulders was um, allowing my parents to be who they were. And realize that they didn't do this stuff to hurt us, right? They were just doing the best that they could. And that if I let go and just love and forgive, right? The F word forgiveness, actually forgive them. Not saying it was right. Not saying that any parents should do the things that they're doing out on the streets, doing the shit that they're doing. But they did what was necessary in order for my survival because I'm still fucking here, right? And that's tough to talk about, right? And Because uh, nobody wants to make their parents look bad. Well, some people probably do, but I don't because um, it don't seem like these parents were bad in the moments that they did the things that they were doing. It was necessary in order to get me to the spot right here. And that's the thing. Once again, you say that's a tough one to to really wrap your head around. I think part of this journey, though, because <clears throat> you said something and you said it very quickly and I caught on to it because I want people to hear this. A lot of folks will say, but I turned out OK, but we really didn't. You didn't turn out OK and neither did I. <laughs> We didn't. We can't. We were pretty fucked up. 
And when you look at like our, because let me tell you what happens when you don't have the love and connection from your caregivers in a way where you feel safe, you go into survival mode. So your body goes into the experience of just trying to survive. That's our fight, flight, um, freeze, appease. I mean, there are so many ways, disassociate. There's so many ways that we go into survival. There comes a point in a lot of us, and you and I are, are the same this way, Mark. It comes to a point where we go, okay, what I have been doing up until now has not served me. Like, I don't feel good. I have, I'm anxious. I have depression. I have mood swings. I have difficulty with relationships. I have difficulty with intimacy. I start to sabotage my relationships. I start to, or I see things in a very negative way. And I start to create these negative patterns in my life. Like this shit just because it's a manifestation of those experiences. And so it's not like we landed in a good spot. And all of a sudden, because we're like, oh, I'm a spiritual being, all of that bullshit goes away it doesn't it actually is stored in our body and we pre we repeat these patterns of behavior if i had noticed that my mom was an imperfect human being with um where she didn't get what she needed as a child then i probably would have repeated the cycle with my own daughter and when I got to the point, I was like 19. And when I was like, I am not going to be like her, like I want to be different. But it didn't magically happen. Like I had to do the fucking work. I had to feel into what I was experiencing. And it's uncomfortable as hell. It is recognizing that I there's no one to blame but myself. If I want happiness, I need to let go of the barriers and the obstacles that are getting in the way of my happiness. That's on me. That's not about my husband. That's not about my family. That's not about my mom seeking forgiveness of, of her behavior and what she did to me. None of that matters. It's about me making the decision to take responsibility for how I am feeling, what I'm experiencing, and how I'm trying to make sense of it. The other thing that you said, Mark, that I wanted to bring up, because you, I think I saw you, for those of you who are listening to us only watch the video, because I could see your face where you're like, this is uncomfortable. And the conversation is uncomfortable. When you were talking about your experience with your dad, I had something similar, except mine was canned fucking spinach. That's the worst shit in the world. Don't serve your child canned spinach. Anyway, I had an experience like that too. And when you were talking, I could feel my insides becoming triggered because I have a similar feeling of not being heard, of someone abusing us for, um, I think, that sense of powerlessness that many of us when we're children have. And so that emotional state right there that you felt and that I felt when we were telling those stories, we avoid that shit. I'm like, okay, once we start to feel it, I'm out. You know, it's like, I'm going to go on to TikTok. <laughs> I'm going to go do something different. I'm going to go smoke. I'm going to go, you know, take a drink. I'm going to watch TV. We distract ourselves from feeling in to the discomfort of what happened to us. And until we're willing to sit in it the way you and I just did, you're not going to heal. You're not going to heal for it. It happened and it's giving you, listeners, the opportunity to go, huh, this is what happened to me. This is how I experienced it, whether it was intended like that or not. And now I get the opportunity to really 
understand it, to release it, and to appreciate how it has served me until now. And now I get to choose beyond this moment. I get to choose how to be in this world. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> these are these are heavy topics, right? So those silences and those pauses are 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 awesome to have um, because you know these are we, we could talk about this all day and all kinds of crazy shit that's happened to us. Once again, people out there listening, you know what I mean? We, mom, dad, I love you guys, Maddie, <laughs> I love you guys, right? <laughs> and um, I know I don't say that enough, right? But that that's another thing that's tough to say, right? Um, to people that have done things to you or you know what I mean? Or you just yeah. something that are in your family, you're just not affectionate enough like that, right? Because growing up, I was super emotional, right? My nickname was called Lonely Boy growing up, right? That's because I was all by myself or brother be by myself. Why? Because people fucking hurt me all the time, yeah. right? And then I grew up and I started hurting people because hurt people hurt people. Others, yep, absolutely. And then that was a, that, grasp that guys, hurt people hurt people. So somebody's hurting you, that might mean that they might be hurting also, right? Now, I'm not saying that makes it okay. Right. However, that's something to think about. So segue into in this, because they, 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 I think the most important part of this whole forgiveness thing is not about the forgiveness of others. I think for me, it's along the lines of forgiveness of yourself. Yep. Right. So Absolutely. when I say that, um, what, 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 how, how do you feel about that? You know, I there are so many layers to that. I think forgiveness of self could be about the times that I wasn't true, the times that I wasn't honest, the times that I maybe did things to appease others. Um, even when you, if you're a parent, the forgiveness of self, if you've made some decisions that you didn't know any better at the time or you were reactive because you didn't have good self-regulation skills just yet. There are so many things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis that we hold, we feel guilty about. We feel guilty about. We feel guilt that we aren't who people expect of us. We feel guilt because we're not perfect. We feel guilt because we fuck up. Um, we feel guilt because we recognize that we've made decisions based on our own, um, our own need to feel loved as opposed to being the truth of who we are and being honest with ourselves. And so there's this culmination of all this shit that we carry. And guilt, I'll tell you, is such a horrific... Guilt and shame, those two things together. Guilt is, I feel bad for what I did. Shame is, I feel bad for who I am. And those two things can really, truly bring our entire existence into a place of discomfort, dis-ease, which is where we manifest diseases, and feeling a sense of unworthiness and, and um, unfulfillment. And so allowing yourself to be this imperfect human being and letting go of the bullshit that gets in the way, I think is a part of that journey of forgiveness of self. What are your thoughts, Mark? Oh man, this is, I'm, I'm getting hot right now, right? <laughs> Cause I'm just thinking of like all the, all the things, all the situations that I could have handled differently. Right. Mm -hmm. And these are embarrassing. There's, there's, there's a, there's a few of them. Right. 
Um, because nobody, there, there, there's a few things in life that you don't like to be called or nobody likes to be associated with, right? And one of the things that, um, that I've had to deal with a lot, um, not a lot, lot, because um, a lot of my friends, I, I dealt drugs for a while, right? Um, a lot of it was just marijuana, but there was a moment in time where I got into a little bit heavier drugs and there were Oxycontins, right? And um, people were really getting strung out on that shit, but you can make a lot of money, right? So there was this friend of mine that I didn't realize was getting out of control with this, right? And but it was making me a lot of money, so I just kept, here you go, here you go. Here you go. Not recognizing because I'm blinded by the money at the time, right? And I'm just, I got my own shit going on. I'm not here to, to babysit people, right? But this guy was my friend, right? He was really my, my, my friend. And I had to take a step back for a minute because when his family reached out and said, hey, check this out. If you really, if you love this person, if you love him like you say you do, if he's really your friend, can you please stop? And I said, you know what? You are right. Um, friend comes to me, says, Hey, I was like, sorry, bro. I, I, I don't got what you want. I'll give you triple. I'll give you double, whatever it is. Like, nope, sorry. This is bro. I, I can't, I love you. And you got to go somewhere else, but I'm not doing this to you anymore. Right. Yeah. And, um, for a long time, it ate at me. Cause that's you no, know, <laughs> it's tough right now. Cause, um, those types of things, right. That's really destructive for people's lives. And for you to call yourself a friend of somebody and then you were feeding them garbage, right? That is something I really, I feel ashamed of. Yeah. Right? It's like, how do you call yourself somebody's friend yet you're willing to help destroy them by making money off them, right? So that was one, one, one major one that I really took a lot of time to do, right? Is destroy somebody's life for the thing of money. Now let's, see, let's talk about money, the next one, right? So imagine working for a company, right? And you find a way to get a lot of money out of them without them knowing, right? For some reason, we think like these companies owe us because they overwork us and you motherfuckers don't know what they're doing. They treat me like shit anyway. So I'm going to get them back and figure out a way to get money out of them. Well, then you get caught, right? And it's like, oh shit. <laughs> This is, this is scary. This is dangerous, right? Um, but just like anything else in life, right? Those moments where like your angels swoop in and they save you, right? I was fortunate enough to have people in my corner that say, hey, you know what? It's X amount of money, right? Let's just say $3,000, right? Of money that they, that you could get in big trouble for that amount of money you're taking from somebody, <laughs> right? And I laugh about it now because it's like, oh my gosh, what the fuck was I thinking, Right. And then to do that, then to get caught, and then to have to figure out a way to get this money back to them, right? And then you're thinking at the moment, you know what? Here, this is all that you want back. Boom, you want to go my own way. Now the cops don't have to be involved. Let's get it done, right? And at the time, as, as, as you're doing, you're just thinking, yeah, I'm getting the system back. Not realizing that it doesn't stop there, that this follows you later on. Because even though people don't know about this, right? A lot of people don't know. In your mind, you're a fucking thief, mm -hmm. right? You took advantage of somebody that trusted you, right? It doesn't matter what they were doing to you and this and that. And I had the opportunity to say, you know what? I don't like the way you're treating me. I'm out, right? But I thought I was getting them back by taking somebody's hard-earned money, right? And then I have to really process that over X amount of years and sit down and say, hey, who I was in that moment, in that time, right? In those desperate times is not who I am today. So I could sit here and beat myself up over it, 
over and over and over, or I could forgive myself. Don't say it was okay what I did. Don't try to reason why what I did was okay, but to say, hey, I made a mistake, own up to it. Thank you for the people that got me out of that, right? Which happened to be my dad. <laughs> Go figure, huh? Like mm-hmm. years later, he shows up and he's like fucking Superman for me sometimes. This it's amazing, right? <laughs> but that came through all this that this all part of the process, right? So it's those types of things that we do, we're ashamed of ourselves and for doing because this is not easy to talk about, right? This is going to go live into the world, right? But this is authentic. I really mean this shit and, and I did it and I feel bad about it, but I've been able to move forward to past that, right? And to be able to look at myself in the mirror and say, way, whoa, 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 you are not Mark from fucking 20, 2011, Right, 2012. Like, there's even worse stories, believe it or not, guys. But these are just these are still bad, right? But I, I'm able to look at myself and feel like I not, not feel that shame, right? Not feel that guilt anymore, like you were talking about. Because man, being feeling shameful, whew, that's a tough one. Because even though people don't know, we know, yeah, and it affects the way we show up. So those are just two things that I would like to share with people. So if there's something you've done in your past. Let me tell you, it it, 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 it it can be forgiven from yourself, right? It doesn't have to worry about the outside world forgiving you because everybody forgive you. But if you don't feel okay within yourself, man, you're going to carry that burden for a long time, man. And it's painful, right? And I think it shows up like anxiety and depression and into diseases. If you look, can imagine the word disease as dis hyphen ease? that diseases are often manifestations of this, um, these, these emotional experiences that we have had that we've not come to terms with, that we don't allow ourselves to sit with. I think, um, you know, one of the things, Mark, as you were talking, I, I think what's so important to mention is this idea that you were trying to get back at. I think sometimes that's a cultural experience that many of us grew up with as like the system is bad the people are bad within the system and this is our only power that we have and what I find really interesting is that you could have easily easily gone through that experience paid the money back whatever the resolution was and just said to yourself next time I won't get caught You could have easily done that. I think a lot of us who grew up in this fear-based, punishment-based approach is let me figure out how not to get caught next time, right? But instead going, holy fuck, right? Like this shit happened. It could have gone way worse than this. Thank God for the people who were able to show up for me. And now I get to make a decision, right? I get to make a decision what I'm going to do, how I'm going to handle this, and whether I'm going to do this again next time. And the problem is, is that sometimes it feels like a cycle for people because they don't see another way out. They don't see another way to find, um, whether it's financial gains, um, maybe it's something as significant as paying their rent, you know, like just survival. And so they don't see another way out. But in every choice and decision that we make, you know, if it comes tumbling down, we get to choose something different. And you've done that. You did that. Like you said, I'm not that same person anymore. Well, shit, you sure as hell could be. You could have just made the decision to stay that person. Yep. Because once again, I I learned quick. I learned fast, right? (laughs) Um, 
And, and I could have, I could have gotten better and figured out because that once again, <laughs> that was the time I got caught, right? Right. <laughs> That was a time that I got caught, right? And so, like I said, there's other other times and other things that I'm not proud of. Um, but you for you 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 move on, you learn, right? <laughs> Somebody said to me one time because I, I told the story in a shadow integration class. She was like, "Well, I know you feel bad about yourself, but one, you were brave for doing that and fucking creative as fuck." <laughs> I was like, "That's an interesting way to look at it, <laughs> right? I, I was brave and I was creative. Okay, you know what I mean? That doesn't make it right." But I, I think about those things now, right? Um, because through forgiveness, I'm able to look at it in a different light, right? Because I'm not that same person. So I can analyze it. And I revisit those moments in my life and say, okay, what was happening? Because I'm not saying that those pressures are still not on today. I just respond differently to them now, right? right? You know what I'm saying? I put myself in better situations, right? If I made better choices at that age, and you talked about dis-ease, right? Disease. And, and when I look back at that time of my life, when I was 180 pounds, when I was stressed out, I was doing the stupid shit, right? The disease was showing up in my body. My body was telling me, right? It was anxiety. I was anxious. I was fucking drinking alcohol like crazy, right? With different women all the damn time. Like people would think that that's like a cool thing to have a bunch of like women around all the time. But no, it's really not, man, because it's, it's detrimental to your health. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like spreading out your, your energy like that is no bueno, guys. You know what I'm saying? But we were praised for that kind of stuff. And that's another thing that I look back and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to forgive myself for the way I treated people. Mm-hmm. Right? Because treating people like crap, like they're just pieces of meat. That's no, that's not, it's not cool. Like I might have, even in the moment, I knew it was bad. Right? But I did it anyways because I was worried about what, what was looking like. They thought I was cool. I know this is not cool, but you know what I mean? i brother make you feel like shit than for my friends to think I am. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, it, you're right. It, I could still easily be doing the things that I do. Right. But now I do them in a way that's um, life giving life supporting, mm-hmm. right. By being able to take these stories and share them with others and let them know, check this out, man. You, you don't have to keep going this way, right. You can make a different choice today and whatever happened over here doesn't have to be your story over here, right? I mean, it could help your story. It could help you move to where you got to go, right? But it doesn't have to. That's not the end all be all. And it doesn't matter what age you are either. That's another thing that's so amazing in this is that there's people that are in their 50s, 60s, 80s, still figuring things out and still learning to let go and forgive things, right? So why wait till your deathbed? Right. Right. To finally say, man, I'm sorry for all that. I I'm, I forgive myself finally, or I forgive you, mom, dad, brother, sister, fucking kid in the fifth grade that tripped me. And I thought it was on purpose, but it was on accident. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, when people hold those grudges and it's, it's, um, it, it's a really, it, it's, like I said, it, it's tough to talk about these things. And now people know some more about who you are, but at the same time, right. We all have those, those parts of us, right? Those shadow parts of us that have to be released and let out because if not, we know what grows in um, waters that are not moving. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. One of the strategies I tell folks, um, if you really want to work on forgiving yourself and others, um, write down on index cards the story that you are attached to. So the things that was harmful, hurtful to you or things that you did to others. And write each one of those on an index card. Just one idea, one experience, 
one memory on one index card and just write them down just and I call this a data dump you just write everything you remember that's still haunting you that's still a shadow that's still um, you know when you think about it you either avoid it or you feel the pain and the hurt um, within your body connecting to your body is a really important part of this experience and then choose one and then take the others and put it inside an envelope and just choose one and take a look at one and go okay what are the opportunities for learning that I had through this can I see the other perspective like you did mark about your father and you know being able to see it through his lens of his life experiences what can this offer to me as a person who is healing and learning and growing and what I call unlearning all the social conditioning that we've experienced and and really sit with that allow that and I even create an affirmation and that's just basically taking a negative experience and looking at the positive experience from it and coming up with a statement and I know this is hard for folks but like fuck that I grew up with this you don't know how difficult my life is we've all had I don't say everybody on here I'm always impressed when I meet someone who's like I didn't live through any trauma I'm like holy hell really I didn't even know that was fucking possible but you know most of us have gone through pretty traumatic experiences. So this isn't about comparison or trying to not validate how difficult your life is. It's where you get to a point and you're like, you know what, I'm done. Like I deserve and uh, happiness and I am worthy of love and happiness. And I have to tell you, you aren't going to get that from anyone outside of yourself. This is an inside job. You have to heal it. Yeah, I got to forgive it. And you got to learn to love yourself. That's that's kind of like the end all be all right there. And you can't do it if you're holding on to old shit. Nope. It is. It is it's an inside job for real, guys. Right? It really is, you know. Nobody is in control of your feelings, right? That's you. Yep. Right. And so uh -huh. once you do one and you feel pretty confident about it, you go back to that envelope and pull out the next one. And it's it's like you're chipping at that wall that you think is protecting you, and it isn't. It's just keeping you from being connected to others. It's not protecting you, it's trapping you, right? You're not building a wall to keep motherfuckers out. You're not allowing yourself to get out, right? right. You're not allowing your plant to get that light and the water that it needs in order to grow. That's right. Right. That, that's really it's funny how I see pictures like that. Right. Well, we, when you talked about when we decided to talk on like forgiveness, I felt my heart automatically go, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like I got hot. Like, I don't know what I'm going to share. I never know what's going to come out of my mouth. Right. right. Because I don't know what I'm willing to share at that moment or that time. Right. And and in a lot of the times when that happens, though, now I feel even more lighter now. Now it's like, oh, man. Yes. I've been holding that for a long time, even though I shared it but probably with like within a group or a small intimate place, people that really know my story, this is like worldwide and people yeah. are going to know us and be like, wow, you know what the mother lover did? You know, <laughs> but at this point, because I'm so like, because I went inside, right. Because I knew it was an inside job because I forgave myself before, because I, I let go of those shadow aspects of myself and I integrated them, right. They were necessary to enable to get me to where I'm at right now. Right. Cause I could have, I could have continued the cycle. Like you said, I could just got better and continue to do the things, but I broke that cycle. I said, Nope, not no more. That was too close for comfort. Right. And I'm not even going to try to get better at this one. Why? Because it doesn't make me feel good to begin with. Right. I'm anxious I'm, and looking in the mirror, I'm, I'm overweight and shit. So I'm probably not on the right path. 
Right. So now I feel, I feel good and I feel okay. And I don't feel ashamed telling those stories and what I did. And you know what I mean? Um, am I sorry that I did them? I'm, yeah, I'm sorry that I did them. Would I do them again? No, never. Like, you know what I mean? I don't even think about that kind of shit. When I have an opportunity, I'm like, Hey, you dropped 50 cents, sir. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, I don't even like, here you go. You know what I'm saying? So, wow. Well, I think that actually comes to the end of our uh, time, Mark. Wow, that was powerful. Yeah, pretty good, right? It feels, it's so, I, I love the time that we spend together because we really are through this journey getting to know one another better. And I really am hopeful that for anyone who's watching or listening, that even if there's just a small little message here that resonates with you, hold on to that. Hold on to that. Lean into it a little bit and um, just kind of see what, what it brings for you. Yeah, to have the conversation with yourself, right? If you don't want to, if you don't feel comfortable having this conversation with like somebody, have this conversation in the mirror, right? Have that conversation with you, right? When you're getting with it, when you get up in the morning or when you're getting ready to go to bed, have these conversations, right? And if maybe you might want to share, you might, maybe you might want to share this podcast with somebody that could resonate with it, right? Because we all have friends that we, we, we sit in places, right? And people constantly bring us their issues and their problems, right? So if you have a friend that brings you something, a mom, a sister, a brother, a cousin, a dog, who knows, right? We all have emotions. Send them this way to have them listen. And maybe it might strike some type of um, emotion or maybe they might have an aha moment on my good friend Heather's um, YouTube channel, right? Aha moments happen all the time. And if you think this podcast could give them an aha moment, send them this way. Don't let this title fool you, Brown and Spiritual AF. It's not just for brown people. It's for a lot of people, Yep. right? For a lot of people. So with that being said, thank you guys very much for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you guys next year because it's probably be the last one of this 2021 season, right? So here we go. Thank you guys once again for tuning in. I um, we'll wish you the best of the rest of 2021 and see you in 2022. Love you guys. you really